0: Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ upon this the day where we turn with our Lord and walk with him to Jerusalem. Please be seated. Solus Christus. Christ alone means that Christ is the very heart and core and center of our lives and the life of the Christian church for without Christ there would be no salvation as a congregation here at Advent on bent on studying in gaining a vision of what it is that we as a congregation should do and be as a Christian congregation over the next, next decade, there is a temptation for us at Advent to focus, and you must pardon the analogy, on the spokes of the wheel rather than on the hub. That is, to focus upon the many tasks that the congregation does rather than upon the Christ and his worship in our midst. The true center of all that we do is the job of bringing Christ's atoning blood to the hearts, minds, and souls of every possible person so that through faith in Christ, these people along with us might be saved from divine judgment, something that we're all going to have to face on the last day. Without the blood of Christ, there is no hope. There's no hope of salvation from sin or death and hell. So our goal, our mission, is singular. It is to make Christ and Christ alone the center of all that we do and are. But isn't it enough to simply be meeting the needs of, of people, maybe they call them even the spiritual needs. There was a guy named Albert Einstein, and he was presented with a whole lot of scientific evidence about physics as he was growing up, but it was not until he discovered the theory of relativity, E equals MC squared, that the relationship between time and space and light and energy came to be finally understood. He discovered, if you will, the hub of our complex creation, which enabled scientists to be able to understand many of the mysteries of our universe. As Christians, we must also struggle with the many mysteries about God and our universe. God is one being, yet he is three in person. God's Will is changeable, but God's will is also unchangeable. God can step into time, but God is outside of time. We are in a temporal world, but as baptized Christians, we have also entered into an eternal world. God is law and wrath to us. God is grace and mercy to us. But in Christ, God has given us the key to unlock all these mysteries. It is the E equals MC squared of faith. It is Christ and Christ alone as the object and the source of our faith. What is it that stands in the way of Christ being the center of our lives? Problem seems to be connected to that word alone. Like Einstein, all the evidence got him nowhere until he figured out the core, the hub of that scientific wheel. So our minds today are on all these other things. Who will make it to the final four? Who was it that won the Oscars? Sometimes they don't even know What's for dinner? What happened at school today? Are those things really the hub of our existence? The disciples had the exact same problem in this text. Jesus is telling them about his coming suffering and death and resurrection. But they don't see it. They were debating instead among themselves who would be the greatest among them. How were they going to deal with the opposition of those Samaritans? Who would be their true friends? Who is going to be serving dinner? That was Martha's question. Who is going to be serving dinner? And who would be doing the dishes afterwards? I imagine that we might be asking that question tonight. When, this, when, when the center of our lives is something other than Christ, our wheel is. Is only as strong as our hub. Will meals bring us forgiveness? Will sports save our children from death? Will wealth buy us eternity? No. Worst of all is the notion that salvation can be bought with all these fake spiritual deeds. Oh yeah we're good people, Isn't that enough? We're sincere about loving God. Isn't that good enough? If I'm following the laws and the commandments of God as best I can, isn't God in a certain way being the center of my life? Not at all. Unless we throw away all our self-made works and our deeds, our life-centering distractions and actions, and center our lives solely upon Christ and all that he has done for us, eating, drinking, sleeping, devouring Christ's word and his suffering, death, and resurrection, the benefits of which are bestowed upon us in these sacraments and through our divine worship, we will never discover the spiritual E equals MC squared of God. Our lives must be all about Christ and Christ alone. Saint Paul said it in Philippians chapter three. He said, but whatever gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them to be garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes through the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection of the dead. Likewise, Martin Luther, this year of the Reformation celebration, he says, Paul always has Christ on his lips and cannot forget him. For he foresaw that in the world, even among those who claim to be Christians, nothing would be less well known than Christ and his gospel. Therefore, he continually inculcates him and presents him to our view. Whenever he speaks about grace, righteousness, the promise, sonship, and the inheritance, he always makes the practice of adding in or through Christ. At the same time, taking a sidelong look at the law as though he were saying, we do not obtain these things through the law and its works, much less through our own abilities or our works of human tradition, but through Christ alone. In the book of Concord, of our Lutheran church, our confessions, writes, it is the unanimous confession of our churches according to the word of God in the content of the Augsburg Confession, that we poor sinners are justified before God and saved solely by faith in Christ, so that Christ alone is our righteousness. Even Isaiah says it in Old Testament terms. He says, you who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voices with a shout. Lift them up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs into his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those who have young. There can be no other. We must ask ourselves tonight, each of us, what is the center of our lives? What is that one thing If it were to be taken from us would leave us with inconsolable despair. Would it be our health or our children, our wealth, our home, our spouse? There is only one thing that ultimately matters which we can never let go of and never forfeit. It is Christ in Christ alone. Our confirmation class this night has been studying the question, who is worthy to come to the Lord's table? If my life, my, a- my actions, my thoughts, my possessions, and even my loved ones are at the center of my life, then I am not worthy. But if our spiritual E equals MC squared Is Christ in Christ alone the key, the hub, the center of our lives? Then the body and the blood of Christ are most certainly for you and for me. John writes, The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. What could be more important to our lives than that? Solus Christus, only Christ. Amen. May the peace that passes all understanding guard and keep your thoughts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.